Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me today is Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm very well, Lexa. Thank you. How are you? Doing okay. Uh, for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, yes, I am Mike. I go by the name of Mike E on the Discord. I live in the UK. Um, I play a lot of Marvel Crisis Protocol and TTS, and now that uh, lockdown has kind of abated in our country, I have been attending quite a lot of tournaments and having a really good time with it. Fantastic. Um, and just as my traditional question to, to get us started, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in the game? So, I have been banging on for quite some time. Whenever I see a post about... Uh, what kind of characters people want that aren't in a game on Facebook. I would like to see Firestar. Ooh, nice deep cut, so I, I, I appreciate that. Mm, going back a long way. And the reason for that is, is because my first introduction to the Marvel Universe, I suppose, was with the original Spider-Man, Iceman and Firestar cartoon when I was really young. Ooh, that's and a that cut. Really that is a long time ago, but that is what I would love. I would love to see Spider-Man, Iceman, and Firestar on the table together and relive my youth. <laughs> uh -huh. I grew up with the X-Men Evolution cartoon. Oh, there's a little bit of an age gap between us then, Lexa. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got trashy goth girl vogue. I had very badly drawn uh, early sort of uh, cartoon uh, was that uh, Hanna-Barbera? I believe it was, if I remember rightly. I do believe it was, yes. Very fair. Um, so yeah, no, that that is... Uh, those early cartoons are quite something. They really are. And the original Spider-Man with the kind of zany music as well. You know, that yeah. was... Uh, I grew up with that. But yeah, I am young enough to. Uh, I'm young enough to also have appreciated the uh, the original X Men cartoons as well. So yeah, that I I am too young to have appreciated those original X Men cartoons, and also I think some of those outfits suck. Yeah, they're a bit dated now, but nonetheless, here we are. They bought me here, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, what character did you bring for us to talk about? So, I have brought with me today Ultron. Ultron, who was one of the very first episodes of this show. This is a character we are revisiting. Um, yes. He was episode number two. Wow. So, we are in the fortunate position of being able to revisit Ultron as he has now been updated from that original form. So, there are a few different things on there that we can explore today, I hope. And there has been 70 episodes of new affili uh, with new affiliations coming out between then and now. <laughs> um, to put this in context, that episode two would have been January 2021. Well, who bought him? Do you remember? Uh, HPP Will. Well, um, the one, the only. Yes. So I think we did not, we just got X-Men, so I don't think we even had A-Force officially yet. Wow. We knew they were coming, but I don't think we had the rules for them yet. That's okay. how long it's been since we've touched Ultron. Well, it's about time he had another look then, isn't it? Yes, and uh, we did end up putting Ultron in a X-Men shell. So we will not be going and doing that again, even though... It has changed a lot in that time. I still want to find new hopes to put Ultron. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good for me. We'll avoid X-Men and have another look uh, at some then, other plated friends. As is tradition, we will not be putting him in affiliation. Um, and he only has one, which is Cabal. That's it. At the moment, yep. Yep. Um, which I do very much think he's a key member of Sin Cabal. Yes, I would agree with that. Because his ability to just run onto your back point and go, Nina, Nana, Poo Poo, are you going to try and kill me where I can regenerate uh, into a new Ultron? Or are you going to ignore me where I randomly get to push you off and make you drop extracts? Mm. Yes, he has some very, very useful uh, uh, utility in that regard. I would fully agree, Lexa. Uh huh. So, 
Uh, are there any places that jump out to you as places you want to take Ultron? There is a particular place that I have um, been thinking about quite a lot recently, and it actually, fortunately, kind of he kind of can fit into a sort of dual affiliation, and that is with the Criminal Syndicate, which is my favourite uh, mm. affiliation. Yeah, Criminal Syndicate and Cabal do have a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, we are. I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking more <laughs> along the line of. Either with um, Kingpin or oh, with Shadowland Daredevil. Yes, yes, very fair. Um, there's kind of there's a couple other places I do want to bring up, um, yeah, just because yeah. we like options here. Yes, let's see. Um, and in uh, another place that I don't think minds him um, is just the Tanky Boys of Asgard. Mm. I think he is this, like, beef stick that can stick on a point really well. And Asgard loves the beef sticks who can stick on a point. He also gives out Incinerate, which they don't mind. And he is mm. immune to bleed and poison, which gives him some utility. Especially that poison gives him some utility against certain uh, characters who give Asgard a hard time. Yeah. Like, uh, who gives Asgard, uh, inform me, who gives Asgard a hard time in that regard? I have found that the poison, poison in general can be really annoying to Asgard because they are built around that two power a turn and moving them down to one power a turn really mm. hurts their economy, especially with their pay-to-use leadership. So people like yeah. Omega Red can just be a hassle for them of just, like, the continually applying poison. Mm-hmm. That is good tech. Definitely. Uh, it's not a, like, one-size-fits-all thing, because you can still randomly nuke an Omega Red out of the board. Um, or chip, at, chip away at him with a couple different characters, but it is very annoying for Asgard. Yes, I can see that being a pain. Uh-huh. Anywhere else, Lexa? Um, of course, I think everyone's pretty solid in Midnight Suns, and... It gives them, um, they don't have the most, like, in-affiliation long-range pieces. Mm. And also, like, the combination of being a range four medium base, you get a lot out of bump. And yeah, being able to supply it. incinerate. And when you need to, Metallic Fury can also supply bleed for blade. Oh, yeah, that is a very good uh, uh, a little bit of tech there. I hadn't thought of that, yeah. Uh, and he also has a throw, and it's a medium throw of a size four. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's always a very solid place. Um, I think he doesn't mind being an X-Force um, for much the same reason as Shadowlands Daredevil, but I also think he... X-Force is very good at the bees, and generally they want a second backliner uh, to go along with Cable, um, yeah. while the rest of their team kind of goes forward, and Ultron can definitely fill that role. Oh, yeah, I can see that being quite tasty as well, yes. The team that loves to have a split line, which Ultron can actually, between his five dice range four and his six dice range two builders... Uh, can play either end of that spectrum is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I've had a lot of games against Guardians, and uh, I can imagine him being a terror there. Yep. <laughs> also, I think um, Shield could be very annoying with him. Shield is a weird thing where, because of the way that they are constructed, they don't mind fours as much as any other affiliation because they have no in-affiliation fours. No, there's a lot of threes and a two there, isn't there? Uh, a bunch of threes, a two, and a six. And then they have four four-point uh, four affiliated leader, but sometimes you want to be playing a second four in there. And then also, um, it's... Uh, you also give, get to give Ultron aggressive, 
which on that medium base is a lot of distance. That yeah. suddenly and makes the, like, do they, don't they of attacking. Oh, that might be a place where you don't necessarily worry about bringing Age of Ultron because the aggressive is so much of a deterrent. He's not going to, he, he can spend down on Powell fairly easily. Uh, yeah. And you don't want a, uh, a, 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 a six dice uh, physical attack hitting you the next turn particularly, do you? Yeah. That six dice physical attack is very um, threatening. On the other hand, you may still want to bring, bring Age of Ultron. I need to read it again quickly. So I'm going to pull it up quickly. Okay. Because um, what is the timing window on this? So, uh... The timing window is if Ultron is KO'd. So you can get the victory point if you're behind and then come back with the Ultron. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Uh, in S.H.I.E.L.D. affiliation, if you are behind. Which is a really interesting, like, interaction. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I suppose with Winter Soldier in there as well. You also get, get the to, retaliatory attacks, yeah. Yeah, he gets to fire off, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I also just think, in general, Spider-Foes don't mind him. Um, getting a secondary source of incinerate on your list is never a bad thing. And giving him the... He's... He can hit like a Mack truck anyway, but giving him the ability to, on top of Incinerate, also disabuse one of their successes, potentially, is very powerful. Indeed, yes. Yeah, he would be good there as well. Especially since he can get... He can get rerolls out of your crits and then make you roll away that crit. Yeah. And it is that ability that um, analyze and annihilate the ability to um, re-roll dice for crits, which I think is really spicy with uh, Shadowland Daredevil because it's turning all those re-rolls up even further. Yes. On the other hand, I think it might actually be better in the defensive team. Uh, not necessarily defensive, but the more defensive-oriented leadership of Miles Morales Web Warriors. Because if you are standing... Oh, on an objective, all your rerolls can reroll skulls. And so suddenly allowing your Analyze and Annihilate to reroll your skulls seems solid. And there's not many affiliations that he doesn't fit in by the looks of things. That's one of the great <laughs> things about this game! <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and a, a quick note to the audience... Uh, we have Black Swan, but at time of recording, we have not seen Supergiant or whatever the next uh, Black Order leadership is. So he may very well fit in there, but that is not a thing for this episode. Because, alas, it is not out at time of recording. So yeah. Um, so that's a pile of options. A huge pile. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I also want to point to the fact that he is a medium mover, medium base with four physical defense, which means he's fairly solid as an aggressive player on Mutant Madman. Much like Lizard. Yes. Um, much like Lizard, I think, is Lizard a four physical or a three physical? Uh, he's a four. So yeah. Ultron and Lizard can both go forward on either flank and roll, be rolling those four dice. Even if someone's contesting the mutant murder on their side, there's still a good chance of stealing that. Yeah. Um, so that's also something to look at, um, to think about with him. And then um, he does get a little less health. He does get one less stamina when he flips over, um, which is something to be aware of. But overall, uh, I think he's potentially very solid. And because of that immunity to poison, we can also look at side-eyeing Terrigen Clouds as something to put him on. Yes. So, is there a place that jumps out to you as a place you want to build? 
Well, I'm very, very um, impressed by all of the suggestions. I'm a bit boggled by them all. There's rather a lot of places he could go. Mm -hmm. But I think um, I'm going to stick to my guns on this one and criminal go syndicate. with Criminal Syndicate. Yeah, so with with uh, Kingpin, he's very good there. Yep. And also with Shadowland Daredevil, that's where I'd like to explore that, if you like, if that's all right. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I think it's important to, I don't know if I say this explicitly on the podcast, I know I say it off mic a couple times, but I like that we bring up all these options at the start of the episode, because even if the end result is not a list that any particular person may want to go, one of those options may be a rabbit hole they dig down. Well, it's certainly a rabbit hole that I'm going to start looking at after I, my sort of exploration into Ultron because you've really kind of given me a few ideas there about some other places to have a look. So thanks for that. So we have uh, Shadowland Daredevil and we have Kingpin. Who is your next Criminal Syndicate member? Okay, then. So if uh, before I begin, I'm just going to sort of uh, give a little bit of an explanation for some of the reasons why I kind of considered this Criminal Syndicate. So... Obviously, with Kingpin, he can come back from the dead and be a healthy character again to uh, contest an object encounters too. Mm -hmm. And then, as I mentioned earlier, with Shadowland Daredevil, um, turning up all those re-rolls um, and, and analyze and annihilate, put an incinerate out to just add to all of that um, uh, attrition. I think my next character is going to be in affiliation. It's going to be Hood. Hood. Yeah, very fair. Um, I think he especially works with Ultron because you can heal Ultron and then uh, Ultron is immune to the bleed that Hood gives out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And he, and Hood really likes um, both of the leaders. Um, he's very good at like all, all that rapid fire with the reroll every time. It's really spicy as well. Yep. Um, I have found, and this is just from my personal building of Criminal Syndicate, Criminal Syndicate is is basically a dual affiliation roster when you are built it with its two leaders because the two leaders are so different. Mm, yeah, they are. Um, and the characters in the affiliation that they want to be taking are very different. Um, so which one are you leaning towards wanting to like invest in more? So that's always a very important consideration. You're right what you say there. And I think that you have to lean one way because if you try to just go straight down the middle, I think it dilutes it a bit too much. So I think we're probably going to lean into Shadowland Daredevil for this one with a, with an eye on Kingpin. Yeah, so the two that could jump out to me, or, or three, because I think there's an obvious choice in here um, of getting a bullseye in here because he's the unaffiliated two-pointer. Absolutely. Bullseye is stapled on, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but the two that I've really been uh, I've been loving and I've been saying would be my thing as soon as we got a different leader for uh, the Criminal Syndicate are Craven and Killmonger. Yeah, they're absolutely perfect in uh, this list. I would fully agree with both of those. And ramping that six die auto into a seven die auto is scary. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So that's that is a lot of in affiliation right there. So are there any out of affiliation characters that jump out to you as things you want to talk about that can either supplement Ultron or supplement the Shadowlands Daredevil play in general? Okay, so I think I have been trying out a character with Shadowland Devil, Daredevil who has been putting in an insane amount of work and would definitely appreciate the incinerate as well that Ultron can put out. That is Medusa. Ooh. Not the fourth threat that has been putting out insane amount of work for me in Shadowland Daredevil. <laughs> So she's got an innate Inhumans reroll. Yep. And she's also got the Daredevil reroll. So getting those flurries, getting those pushes, just insane amounts of hits in my experience. That's been uh, quite a quite an interesting um, uh, development for me, certainly. So the character that has been showing up for me in Shadowlands Daredevil has been Carnage. Oh, let's talk about Carnage. 
Um, because you can use the reroll, the the leadership reroll, to reroll out of skills on your sadistic glee attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Criminal Syndicate now has a card called No Mercy, which when you day the character, you can any character. So it's Criminal Syndicate affiliated, but any character may play it. And when a character, ally character, dazes a character, or would daze a character, you may play it and gain three power. Guess how much Paint the Town Red costs? Ooh, that would be a three, Lexa. <laughs> yes. So you can spend for your um, spender, go down to, like, even if you had seven power, you can do a spender sadistically maximum carnage. Uh, get the sweet power off of No Mercy, and then paint the town red when you date someone. I see, and I get. And the other thing as well, Lexa, is if you do happen to roll a skull with sadistic glee and get a damage on uh, Carnage, you can re-roll a skull with Shadowland Daredevil. Yes. Uh huh. So that he has done a lot of work for me. In much the same vein, also um, X twenty three can do the same trick with No Mercy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you can use it to trigger her frenzy, and she gets a point of power left over. So you can probably go into another claw rush after your move and attack. And Carnage also plays into... Because um, I'm, I'm thinking, possibly, because we're leaning into Shadowland Daredevil, we might not be putting Lizard in here, possibly. Mm-hmm. And Carnage is another really good one on Mutant Mad Men for the yeah. same reason that Lizard and Ultron are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Carnage. Let's put Carnage in, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we need some threes in here. You mentioned X-23. Yeah. Um, I'm not... Uh, so I think her and Carnage, and to a lesser extent, uh, Ultron can all kind of fill the same role. Ultron can be a little bit more of a, like, in-betweener with it. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have to go as in. But they can, at times, fill the same role. What do you feel about, um, just for the, um, to get make sure that we're in affiliation, um, to get the numbers up, uh, Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier is an option. I'm, I'm quickly taking a glance at my affiliation document over here. Um, we already have, uh... Two unaffiliated threes that we've talked about, plus an unaffiliation two. Mm-hmm. So I'm not super worried about that. And then we also have another unaffiliation four. So we, we definitely have the room. And there are some of the actual affiliated characters I might look at before um, Winter Soldier. Even though I do think even though I do think Winter Soldier is fairly good in Shadowlands Daredevil, um, and I can definitely see the, like, option for it, I have... While we aren't going to play to the Splash, I do like Sin. I am a Sin mm. person. Um, so she, the rapid fire, she's going to enjoy the re-roll, certainly. Yeah, she's going to enjoy the rapid fire re-roll. She does not have to make a spin. Even though the re-rolls help her, the, she does not actually have to hit a thing to uh, continue on with her rapid fire, so she can be a bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. And she has that spender that if you can manage to get that make it personal, gives you another second attack. And by the looks of it, it's going to open up a third affiliation in this list. Yeah, even though we're not going to play that. Because we no. are trying to find a new <laughs> home. But I do think she's she's a solid um, piece. Though what I would actually kind of side-eye, because she is my favorite model in the game, is Splashing Agent Widow. Agent Widow. Because she has those rapid-fire shots. She was the yep. first rapid fire character. She also has an AOE attack. She does. That does not give power and grants poison. Ah, four dice AOE two area two for two power. Yes. Um, and you don't even need to do damage to give out poison. Uh, you also get parting shot, which can just be annoying 
especially in combination with stealth. And then, of course, she had the interrogate to get extra VP. Yep. And Which is always good. That four physical defense to work on Mutant Madman. Ah, uh, yeah. That's very, yeah. Another four. Uh, yeah, that's great. Another four physical. Yeah. But I will I will admit to having some bias as she's one of my favorite characters. Fair enough. Um, but she I think there great. are a lot of good options. Um you can also go for a Valkyrie plan. Um, with the Reroll, you have a little bit more consistency on hitting your Flurry. But more importantly, with Warrior of Legend, um, you can fish for those crits and wilds and then change the dice to... Um, hits with the Warrior of Legend trigger. Uh, yes. Yes, you certainly can. So many options, Lexa. Yeah. <laughs> Three slots left and so many amazing ideas. Well, I only have two slots left open. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah, sorry, two. Yes, I've uh, yeah. miscounted there. Mm. Mm -hmm. and we have Do we need anything taller? Do we need a five or a six somewhere? I... I would not be opposed to a five, and I think there are a lot of interesting fives um, in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, while it doesn't necessarily work with our Mutant Madman plan, um, I'm going to shout out Barncat and his cult of uh, Ebony Maw. Oh, yes. I've had a good chat with Barncat. I played him recently, and we had a very long chat about the awesomeness of Ebony Maw. <laughs> Yeah, and just, uh, it would give us another fairly chunk, another size four throw, first off. Would we be going gemless with uh, more or space more for six? We could go either option, but also just the Shadowlands Dead of ability will allow him to reroll so he can get that wild trigger more consistently. Mm-hmm. And he is another backline threat, and he's a much more annoying backline threat than Ultron, which will yes. give Ultron freer reign. Mm -hmm. We can also talk about Ghost Rider. Oh, yes. The bane of my life in Guardians, Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. Um, just as a... How do I phrase this? It's... If we're running Ultron down the table going, look at me, I'm a target, you're also just suddenly powering up Spirit of Vengeance. Mm -hmm. Tell me about, because my head goes round in circles when I consider this, deal with the devil interacting with Age of Ultron. Uh, oh, I think you can. I think it is similar to the Hella thing, where you can deal with the devil, they... Uh, he comes out at whatever state uh, Ultron would have been at because you place him down uh, do all the stuff and then KO the character and then when Ultron KOs then you pay for uh, Age of Ultron so you essentially don't lose a character when you do deal with the devil if you turn into Ultron right? yes I think it is the same interaction as with Hela when she has yeah. soul tokens. Proper janky, that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, that is another fun option. Um, if you want to have your big splashy thing more focused on the... Um, if, if the taller end, like our uh, Superpower Scoundrels are like 20 level team is looking to be more of a kingpin team. We may look at Juggernaut as being our mm -hmm. uh, uh, five splash. Yeah, Juggernaut's always good. Yeah. Um, and I, I had um, toyed around a little bit as well with um, Scarlet Witch because when she's rolling dice, her skulls count anyway, so you can be re-rolling your blanks and your shields, and she just gets lots and lots of hits in. Yep. So, Scarlet Witch is another great one. Um, I also want to bring up uh, 
a character that I think works in both criminal syndicates, surprisingly weirdly, mm-hmm. um, Jean Grey. Oh, Jean Grey. Let's have a look at Jean Grey. Because um, on offense, she's a range for a mystic attacker that has a sat power trigger that you're looking to fish for. Mm. Um, and a size for character throw. And a size for terrain throw. Mm. Generating Spicy. two power turn. And then on the kingpin side, you can use it with shield mind to... Um, negate event the people put the people displacing you off of your point yes which people love to do yes exactly <laughs> um and kind of my final option is we go with a gem loki a gem loki yeah loki is just so annoying and loki with a gem yes you can do space gem stuff with him, just like you can Ma. He's a threat less. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, in specifically Shadowlands Daredevil, when you move up the uh, success rate on your attacks from 4 out of 8 to 6 out of 8 with I Am A God, suddenly mm-hmm. that reroll becomes a lot more potent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that being... And the bubble of um, one cost extra is always annoying. Well, and then once you flip, that's also a bubble of crits not exploding. Ooh, yes, that is a, that is a tasty option. Luke, yes. So we have two more slots, and we have plenty to talk about. We have plenty of things we could look at. Hmm. So difficult to choose. Mm-hmm. So should we should I nail down a uh, tall character for the eighth or the ninth slot? Yeah. Which one do you think works best you, there? What which one are you thinking about? Hmm. Oh, that's a very difficult decision. Let's think about who with Ultron in mind specifically. Ooh, I do like the idea of Ghost Rider. I do like the idea of uh, Scarlet Witch as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like the idea of all of them, Lexa. <laughs> there are too what would many you good choose? options. What would you choose here? What, we, what we've got so far? I Of the things we have talked about so far, I would generally lean towards either Loki, uh, mm-hmm. just because he is a bit of abstract disruption. Um... And Ultron can suffer from displacement. Yeah. Um, not super heavily, but he can definitely get pushed out of range, and he wants to be making double attacks a ton. So it's like the bubble of of increased makes displacing him harder in the same way Jean Grey can keep him into the match and stuff. And um, I suppose if Loki's got the space gem, he can undo any sort of push yeah. um, on Ultron. Mm-hmm. Should we go with Loki? Yeah, let's go with Loki and put him on a space gem. Yeah, space gem Loki. I like it. And that just leaves us, we're thinking about an out of affiliation three we were talking about. Yeah, options for them. Oh my goodness, we could Too be here forever. <laughs> um. There is, of course, the classic uh, kind of um, criminal syndicate uh, sneaky plan uh, move of Ant-Man to your back point on turn one. Mm-hmm. Always good. Always, always we, a fun time. Do we, do we need or want Black Cat at all? For if there is a single extract thing going on on the table that we want to be able to sort of not lose on? She is very good and in affiliation, so I can never say that she's not a good idea. Um, I think that is up to you and whether you want to play that character or not. So I can in, I envisage myself using the stagger quite a bit. If I'm, I do I do find that um, when 
when I first started playing Black Cat, I was like, yep, she can steal, yep, she can steal. But the more and more I play her, that stagger at range three is just super, super strong. Yeah. And anything that's going to take some action economy away and keep our people on the table longer is going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about our other options before we commit to anything. Um, <clears throat> I know she's not a sweet, but I do want to bring up the new girl in the room. Uh, Black Swan. I think that she's going to be a lovely fit for Shadowland Daredevil, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think she... She could have been in potential for a five slot, but I think Loki does a lot for that five slot to also support Ultron. Mm-hmm. In a way, I don't think she does, but I think she's going to be a little too power-hungry in that four slot. Yeah. She's going to want the power gem, isn't she? Yeah. Well, so I, gonna I think there are going to be places where she can walk without the power gem, but I don't think... It, Shadowlands Daredevil may be it. I haven't gotten the time to get a game in with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something to keep in mind. Uh, Definitely. Someone that does support Ultron in a weird way. Crystal. Tell me about that. Uh, she has this thing called Elemental Empowerment, where enemy characters within three may not shake, stagger, or may not remove, incinerate, slow, or stun. Ah, uh, yes. Not being able to remove incinerate is a nasty place to be, for sure. Yeah. That can be really, really annoying. And obviously she's going to love the re-rolls and she's got an Inhumans re-roll, so she's going to be probably reliably putting out some uh, some hits. Yep. Um, just a monster that I want to talk about um, is Domino. Yeah, Domino is lethal with Shadowland Daredevil. Yeah. Insanely lethal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm really tempted to go with that option, actually. With Domino? Yeah. Yeah. Because either... So if Ultron incinerates someone, she's going to love shooting them. But on the other side, if she incinerates someone, then Ultron's going to love that. Everyone's going to love an incinerated uh, an enemy on the other side of the table. And there's two options for incinerate there. That's enormous. Um, also, we can go with the classically good three-pointer of Zemo. Yeah, I've, uh, Zemo definitely is uh, another one to, to turn up even more dice manipulation in the list, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and that's our, would it be our only long mover, I think, would it? Yeah, I think so. And I don't think, I think having at least one long mover in your list is a good thing, though we do have yeah. some surprisingly mobile characters. Mm, yeah, we do, because we've got Space Gem Loki can get in all sorts of places. Hood, when it transforms, has got that little extra bit of movement. Killmonger's got his charge. Craven uh, yeah. has both his elusive trigger and if he moved already this turn, his range 3 attack gives him another medium move. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think there are some options there. Um, but I do think Zemo is a good shout. I'm happy to go with Zemo or Domino. I think Zemo probably... It's difficult to choose, isn't it? Because Zemo's going to sort of just like buff everybody up. Mm -hmm. Defensively and offensively. Yeah. And I think Zemo will do the most for Ultron. All right. Shall we go down the uh, Zemo route? Yeah. Let's do that. Fully agree. Fantastic. So let's start talking about crises. What crises do you like as Shadowland Daredevil? Okay, so bearing in mind that we do also have the very oppressive um, option to go with uh, Kingpin at 20 on Scoundrels. Yes. Uh... But we'll come back to that. But uh, as you've mentioned earlier, and I think I agree, I do think I like Mutant Mad Men in the list because we've got so many fours. We've got got uh, Carnage and Ultron to go and do that steal on the other side. Oh, yeah. Um. I'm going to note down the time and pause for a second. I need to go do something. Okay. I'll be back in a minute. We have an injured person in the house, so they need 
an ice pack because they broke their foot. Oof. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm back. Hey, welcome back. Yep, I will give us do a three count and then kind of jump back in where we were. Yeah, where's yeah, good. Yeah, mutant madman seems like a great plan for us. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, let me double check a thing quickly because I don't remember stats off the top of my head. Also, our leader Shadowlands Daredevil is also a four. Mm-hmm. So, we're spoiled for fours, so Mutant Madman seems like an obvious one. Yeah, Killmonger's also a four. Um, neither of our threes are... F none of our threes are fours, but I don't think we're that worried about that. No, because we're at 18, so we're quite tall in that list, aren't we? So we yeah, can afford it, to fit in the fours. Yeah, because it's what? Shadowlands, Daredevil, Killmonger, that's eight... Ultron is 12, and then we do 3-3 three, three or 2-4, so we can get Carnage and Bullseye in there. That seems really scary, and I love it. <laughs> and <laughs> if we flip the uh, uh, Mutant Madman out from under them, that is also a damage that they are going to take in the, uh, in the cleanup phase. Absolutely. Yep. So Mutant Madman, definitely. I like that. Uh -huh. um, you mentioned earlier on um, Terrigen. Yes. But I don't know if we've got any poison immune. Oh, we've got Ult Ultron's poison immune, isn't he? Yes. Ultron's poison immune. Uh, let me check. But I think that's it. And I'm not sure if that's enough to like commit to it. Even though it is no. a very good scenario for Criminal Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So we're all into it. We're all in on attrition, aren't we? Yes. Which leads me toward honestly one of my favorite scenarios: intrusions open across the DS seals collapse. Yeah, I think that that is a good choice, definitely, and it's which... another a nice big number that we can get a lot of our scary pieces in. Yeah. And that also allows us to do a uh, carnage delivery device with the scenario. Yes, it certainly does. And, you know, I know it might seem like a bit sort of strange, but a craven delivery system, because he loves to get both his attacks in, and if you can do that without, you know, just teleporting around. And... Yep, that, that is very good. And it means we upgrade that bullseye into a craven naturally, so we would be... Mm. Ultron, Shadowland, Daredevil, Carnage, 
Killmonger Craven, which mm-hmm. is, just sounds like an absolute gank squad. Yeah, it's scary, man. I wouldn't want to see that on the other side of the table, for sure. Which is why I say we go for the other 19 and throw out demons downtown. Okay, we can go for demons, or do we just think, what if we end up on a super-powered scoundrels and then Kingpin just walks all over that? What do you think of that? Yes, scoundrels is also a really good shout. It gives uh, Carnage some weird amount of survivability. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, at 20, we would be looking at... Actually, I don't think we would be playing Carnage. I think we would upgrade Carnage to Space Loki. I think so, yeah. And Space Loki, where you are also now getting cover all the time, sounds annoying in the middle of the board. Mm. With cover and the defensive tech. Yeah, I think that's... uh... Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think you have to be quite careful. If you see Kingpin, who can go at 20 on Scoundrels, that is rough. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you've got a tech mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. So, actually, what I think we actually do um, is we go Kingpin Ultron. That's 8. Bullseye is 10. Um, and then we go... Uh, like... Hood... Put Zemo. No, that would be 19. Oh, we could do Kingpin, Carnage. So that's eight. Then we go Hood, Craven, Zemo. Uh, is that all of our threes? Ooh. We can't. We don't have a clean six white, I don't think. At okay. 20. But that's okay. I think we can walk around it. I think we'll just be playing a Killmonger in there. Because um, we will go 12, 14, plus 2, 3. So we could go a 6 wide of like Ultron, Kingpin, uh, Killmonger, Zemo, Bullseye, Hood. Or something like or, that. Um, I mean, Shadowland Daredevil can also be instead of ki- uh, Killmonger if need be. Yeah, and he's much tankier to stand on point. Yeah, and got stealth, so you know you need to get up yeah. close to him to attack him, which he loves. Uh huh. Yeah. So actually, so that's a good chance, and you yeah, get yeah, the ninjas yeah. who can help you on on extract. Exactly. So I think that's uh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's decent, get the super powered scoundrels in there. Just what? What do you think between if it, the choice between intrusions and uh? Demons, what do you think edges the other out there? What's I think intrusions, because we don't have that much uh, immunity to incinerate, and I think our high defensive stats are generally a helpful thing for us. Okay, let's and, go with that then. And we also have Ultron already to give out incinerate. Yes, very good point. Now, extracts. Okay. Uh, do we just want to go with hammers? I was going to say, I think it goes without saying that we want hammers. Yeah. Hammers are very good. Do we also want to go with the books? Uh, Montessi. Yeah. Let's let's see about Montessi. So we do get re-rolls because it's an attack, so we still get the the Daredevil re-roll. Um... can't see a, a bad... I can't see a reason not to take... Um... And it's... Ultron is also a character you can run up the middle of the board fairly safely, especially against some teams. If you're facing Wizards, if you're facing Convocation, Ultron is so good into them. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the other reasons why I kind of started looking at Ultron, because I was having a bit of difficulty into Convocation, and then I realised that all will be metal, and the fact that he does energy attacks... And his spender can also be an energy attack. Gets around the books. Yeah, that's all very good into convocation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if need be, I suppose Space Gem Loki can go and nick the middle book and then run away again. So yeah, we're up he on really the. Can. So yeah, let's go with that, Montessi. Yeah. There's lots of good reasons to take that, I think. Mm-hmm. 
we can't quite play both Space Gem Loki and Ultron at 17, but if it's at 18, we can do it. Yeah, if, if we get to choose the points and we can go a bit higher, there's always an option, isn't there, for that? Because I think we'll want to play with our secures because I think our secures are a strong point. Mm, definitely. Um, and I think just for the point value, because we've talked about the point value and how much power it gives us, uh, if we're using our extracts as our secondary tool, as like mm -hmm. our go second tool, um, alien ship. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on alien ship. I'm I'm happy to go down that route. Because mm -hmm. you can like space gem Loki up in Ultron. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you got within four of the middle point to just start peppering shots into the Angela that got stuck there because she flipped it turn one. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's the scenario that Angela hates the most. Yeah, I think you're right there. Alien ship. So we've got two pay-to-flips in our overall... Um, Package. Yeah. So we've got, you know, you can't really be too certain what you're going to come up against when you see this. So I do think we get the Age of Ultron in here, just because it's thematic. We're onto tactics cards, yes. right? Okay. And then also, I think because it's just so good, we get use up the throne and um, all according to plan. Yeah. And the other card that you mentioned earlier. Um, no Mercy? Was it, um, no Mercy, yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any other character-specific cards that jump out to you? Are we thinking that we might want um, the Carnage card that pulls people in towards him? Maybe. Um, there's that. There's the possibility of Hood's Gang as well. Those are really the only two left. Just the way I go about doing tactics cards is I do uh, character-specific stuff, affiliated stuff, and then we go to generic stuff. It's kind of how I tend to look at it yeah okay that's a good uh that's a good way to look at it mm -hmm. so what have we got so far we've got age of ultron usurp the throne all according to plan and no mercy is it yeah because all of according to plan in shadowlands daredevil is so good yeah absolutely because like you destroy them one turn and then get priority back and destroy them the next turn <laughs> um have we got any other character specific? The only other character, the only the other character specific card is the Shuriken. I'm not quite sure. Are you? It's yeah. that Daredevil's one. Uh, Shuriken Akashi. That? Yeah. Which I don't think we are quite. Uh, Avashi, sorry, Shuriken Avashi. Yeah. I don't think we That's are the... quite the team for it because we are not playing Green Goblin. Okay, well let's leave that for now then. Because uh, the funny thing is. When they move into cover, Green Goblin can pull up the cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do we think, then, if we're done with character specifics, what are our restricted options, do you think, here? Um, I definitely like Brace, because we have a lot of... We have a chunk of size 3 characters, and we're always bringing Ultron, who is size 3. Okay, we'll do go for Brace. It's always safe, isn't it, Brace? Um, otherwise, I'm not sure. I definitely like the healing cards for the most part. I think they're the safer option. But we do also have the option of Bitter Rivals, which may or may not be good. Because mm. um, uh, we have kind of a spread tactic suite. Because we have... Well, we only have one secure that's really clumped up. So I'm not sure Bitter Rivals would be that good for us. So if it comes to a healing option, are we field dressing or med pack? I, I tend to like med pack. Yeah, uh, I tend to like med pack too. Okay. Are you unanimous? <laughs> uh -huh. Now, the thing that uh, Omnis has shown me for Shadowlands Daredevil is follow me. Omnis is a clever man. Yeah. And I can see the merit in that for certain. Just Craven builds up a lot of power. Killmonger can have stores of power and like getting Craven first activation build up the last little bit of power if you're if you like head to cap with Craven you spend three to get extra dice onto a person and then spend for follow me and then you get to attack that person mm -hmm. it can be a lot 
and obviously Loki with a gem is going to be having six power on turn two. Yeah. And then obviously later in the game, you've got that option, which Ominous probably has uh, already sort of fathomed out, where you can get a, a, an all according to plan in to follow me for just an enormous <laughs> load of damage. Yeah, for sure. Okay, follow me. Let's go with that. That sounds great. I will say I've noticed we forgot to talk about, uh, mention a character-specific card, but I don't think it's a good character-specific card. Which one is that? Fearful Symmetry. The Craven card. <laughs> the most jank the most thematic and janky card. Someday I will officially pull off a Fearful Symmetry and it will be the greatest day of my career. Has anyone ever done that yet? I'd love to know if they have. I would love to know that too. Now, on actual cards talk, I also need to bring up a good favorite of mine, Mark for Death. Ah, uh, yes. For those pesky web warriors. Also for those pesky long movers that you need on that side of the board, not your side of the board. Yes, mark for death. And it's got such a long range and just a, what is it, one cost each for two characters uh -huh. to pay? And it's, so I played Shield um, last week at my locals. Um, yeah. And I played into a Black Panther on Mutant Madman and he just did so much on that scenario. And I'm like, if I just had marked for death, I could slow have slowed him, and he couldn't have gone across the entire table one turn. Yeah, it's got so much utility for other annoying characters as well, hasn't it? Like, um, uh, if you're attacking Magneto, for example, or if you're attacking an like Doctor Strange, and they're not going to be modifying the dice. So, Doctor Strange, yes, Magneto, no. Magneto, can he still do it, can he? Yeah, he can still change the attack type. Oh, yes. Yes, actually, yeah, can, can't he? Okay. Mm -hmm. I stand corrected. No, the only thing that can stop Magneto from doing that is Mystique. Mystique. Yeah, Mystique, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Mystique's great. I love her. Yeah, she's great. I miss being able to Doom Prophecy her where... You couldn't do any reaction stuff to a seven dice automatic pistol. Oh, uh, that was, yeah. Uh, and Magneto used to hate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that reminds me, actually, Lexa. Mm -hmm. There was um, it, there was some additional nastiness that, yeah. Bl um, is it Blind Obsession? Yeah. Do we like, Are we thinking about Blind Obsession here? It's always a piece of conversation. I'm a bit rubbish at using Blind Obsession, I'll be honest. I tend to always think, yes, I'm going to use it, and then someone else comes along and gets me. There's an optimal time to use Blind Obsession, definitely, and I need so, to get my head around that. Here's the thing. Uh, it's really funny to Blind Obsess someone use, using Ultron. So it's like Ultron plays Blind Obsession. Mm -hmm. onto, like, their biggest threat to force people to daze, uh, to KO Ultron so he can Age of Ultron. That is excellent. Does, I love that. Because of the timing of it, um... Ooh, I will need to make a rules form question on whether or not... Ultron loses blind obsession when he gets KO'd and comes back. Mm. If he loses his obsession token or not. Because that would be funny. Uh, but that is, like, a really interesting thing to, like, have to consider when you're facing against this Ultron. Is like, is he just doing this to go after someone with, like, eight dice attacks? Or does he want us to kill him so he can come back as a healthy character halfway through the game. And so I think he has more utility with Blind Obsession just as a look at me, I'm a target thing for facilitating Age of Ultron plays. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm happy to take Blind Obsession just for that. Mm -hmm. 
And we can use either the great Green Goblin art or the fantastic Doc Ock art from the Vival uh, um, Pack. Oh, yes, we can. We're spoiled for choice there. Mm-hmm. That leaves us one card slot left. Is there anything one that jumps out slot. to you? Right, Len, let's have a think here. Is there anything that we've missed in our thirst for blood? Um, do we want to... We've got lots of cards here that are going to ramp up our murder. Do we want to take something safe like Sacrifice, for example? Sacrifice just for those... Always a good call. Um... It's it's always a great call. Um, there's also the really interesting thing of mission objective. Oh uh, yeah, mission objective. Yeah. Ooh, a mission objective is also a card I need to look into with grant rules. Is this where you're moving um, extracts about? Isn't it? Yes. And specifically with the ninjas, if Mm. someone gets dazed, I don't know the ruling on this. So this may, this is a questionable rulings episode, apparently. (laughs) But um, we may be able to, because it's the person playing mission objective is the person that's getting dazed, that is about to drop the asset token, which half the time is when you're getting dazed um, or KO'd, they can maybe spend it put it onto the ninja, and then the ninja can activate and then disappear to um, reset, uh, to pass it off to someone else. Yeah, hand it off. That's another one for the forum, Lexa. Yeah. We broke the game. <laughs> uh-huh. <coughs> so, and then there's also things like psychic shielding device is always very good, I think. I think it's a quintessential eleventh card at times, but I think it's very powerful. Let me have a look at that because I've never played that card. So you... any character may spend one to five. Oh, and you put a nice um, def- uh, a, a defensive bubble around yourself and against mystic attacks, right? Yep, and also preventing advances and pushes from enemy superpowers or mystic attacks. What giving or if you really wanna just have the extra edge against convocation with Ultron. They don't like that card, right? No. <laughs> so so that is an option. Um If we do go with superpower scoundrels and we do go into Kingpin and we look at our cards, what do we really want that we don't have at the minute? And the one that I'm kind of side-eyeing is Climbing Gear. Ah, uh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Climbing Gear is a, uh, a very, very important because so many of our characters love that. Mm-hmm. Killmonger loves it, so he gets the double attack. Craven loves it, double attack. Yep. And Kingpin just loves it of like, oh, you pushed me off a point. Let me walk back onto this point and count as two. Excellent. I think that that makes your uh, kingpin side of your game um, not too wonky. I think that's a good shout, Lexa. Yep. So that gives us a full master. Excellent. I'm loving it. Thanks so much. No problem. So for the viewers at home, our final master is Ultron, Kingpin, Shadowlands Daredevil. Hood, Bullseye, Killmonger, Craven, Carnage, Loki, God of Mistress, with a Space Gem, and Baron Zemo. For tactics cards, we have Age of Ultron, Usurp the Throne, All According to Plan, No Mercy, Brace for Impact, Med Pack, Follow Me, Marked for Death, Blind Obsession, and Climbing Gear. For Secures, we have Mut- Mutant Madman turns city center into lethal amusement park. Intrusions open across city as seals collapse, and sewer-powered scoundrels form sinister syndicate. For extras, Extracts, we have Fear Grip World as Worthy Terrorized City, the Montesi Formula Found, and Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown. So yeah, this seems like a fun roster. Yeah, yeah. 
I've got a tournament coming up on Sunday. I might just take this, Lexa, and see how it goes. Ooh, fancy. If you do, p give us a report in the Discord. Yeah, I think on S tomorrow I'm going to that, so I'm, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. So, and if you want to get into the Discord, it is a bonus for the Patreon for the show at patreon.com slash LexaWhite, where you will also get bonus episodes. Uh, by this time, by the time this episode comes out, um, the Multiverse of Madness episode is already out at time of recording, but also we will have a Moon Knight and a Riverdale Season 1 episode up on the Patreon, along with my usual monthly start of the month, what I've been watching, check it. So keep an eye out for all of that stuff. Uh, bonus content exclusive to the Patreon. And then if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at Lexa White at, uh, on all the MCP discords and Gjipt on the non-MCP discords. Um, you can reach out to the show by emailing us at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to see me play something completely different, you can do so at every Sunday morning at twitch.tv slash games. Then finally, I am hosting an LVO qualifier. It's only like two weeks away at time of release here on June 11th. At time of recording, we have seven spots left. So they may be gone by the time this episode comes out. Because they are going fast. But yeah, no, um... But if you are in the area and want to come play at a tournament, I know Omnis has said he is already playing. So that will be super, super rad. Um, and I will be running the tournament. So, yeah. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? I did this in the wrong order accidentally. Oh, no, no. So, um, so I'm usually lurking around in the uh, looking for group channels, looking for games. I'm Mike E. Um, and then, obviously, I attend quite a few tournaments in the north of England. So, yeah, that's where you find me. Uh -huh. And also, other thing I forgot to talk about on for the Discord, I have started up on my ca custom character projects and my versus Capcom expansion. So if you want to see, I'm currently working on adapting the Resident Evil characters, which has been a fun time. Cool. So, yeah, um, thank you very much for coming on. No, thanks for having me. It's been really fun, and I'm really, uh, I really appreciate being asked to come and chat to you, Lex. It's been brilliant. Thank you. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs>